For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is January 6th of 2023. Uh, My name is Will. Uh, If I didn't say that already, my name is Will. I'm your host. Um, This is episode 127. This is going to be called Dark Hearts. Um, So pretty much I'm just going to go out here. I'm pretty much going to give you a recap on certain stuff that's been going on. And I'm going to provide uh, you with some new information and stuff that I've been researching and stuff that I want to bring to you um, because this stuff is very important. You know, um, like one of the biggest things I talk about is how a lot of people, some people, well, even a good amount of people still think that it's Republican versus Democrat. That hasn't been the case for a little while now. Um, it's all it's been good versus evil for, for quite a while now, ever since the, uh, you know, Republican and Democrat parties have really uh, made their shift, although they've they've been underneath, uh, they've been working for uh, foreign powers for a very long time, you know. Um, like, to, just to recap, you know, obviously the Act of 1871, um, we were going broke, we were, we were going to be back underneath the British rule, um, and so what happened was that we used the Act of 1871 to create the United States corporations that we wouldn't go broke. And so later on, after 1871, the United States um, creates bonds, um, and they sell bonds. And so the the bankers in England go ahead and buy up all the bonds, and we pretty much uh, created – the Federal Reserve was created because we, uh, we needed a way to pay them back. And so they pretty much got our – the criminal president, Woodrow Wilson, when he was put into office, he, he, he was – he he signed the Federal Reserve Act, and it put the Federal Reserve into place, and we know that the Federal Reserve prints our money out of thin air. Our money is worth nothing. Our money – it's not worth nothing, but our money becomes ever, ever increasingly worthless as the years go by. I believe the United States dollar loses approximately 20% of its value each and every year that goes by. So yeah, the Federal Reserve created approximately 1912, uh, 1911, 1912, 1913, approximately in that approximately in that time. It was when uh, after Woodrow Wilson was elected. Um, obviously, we know about the election of uh, I believe it was 1910 or the 1912 election when uh, William Taft lost the election because uh, Theodore Roosevelt wanted to run for a third term president. It sp- split the Republican vote, and uh, Woodrow Wilson became president and totally destroyed our country um that was part of it part of the destruction of our country creating the federal reserve obviously you know that we we borrow the federal reserve is a private bank that the united states borrows money from 
and we have to we have to pay back that interest. Obviously, you, the, the bank lends you money, you have to pay back the interest, right? And so that interest is pretty much our tax dollars. Every year that we pay taxes, that's our interest back to the, the bankers, the Rothschilds, central bank bankers um, in London, the city of London. Um, you can think of the city of London and Washington D.C. just like you think of the Vatican in Vatican, you know, the Vatican um, in Italy. Um, the Vatican in Italy is its own country. It's not part of Italy. It's its own sovereign state. It's its own thing. You can think of Washington D.C. the same way um, because Washington D.C. is basically um, foreign territory. Because after you sign the eighteen the, the eighteen seventy one, obviously we become, we become the U.S. We become the United States corporation, not the United not the United States. Um, but what happens then after that is that Congress tied the United States Corporation to the International Monetary Fund. And so this country has been ruled for by a foreign power for a very, very long time. And so um, this power that rules our country, even the British government and other parts of the world, pretty much most of the world, obviously, you know, you have the military, which is the United States. And the United States is pretty much uh, the people who run the world. I call they're they're called the Committee of Three Hundred. The Committee of Three Hundred. I'll I'll get to them more in a little bit because I've been reading about them. The Committee of Three Hundred. They pretty much control the world. They're a group of three hundred people, right? And isn't it? It's also interesting how Gideon in the Bible had three hundred soldiers. Also interesting because we know that these people, the enemy, they're led by the devil, Satan himself, and Satan can only do things he copies from God. Satan doesn't come up with anything new. Okay, just like human beings, whenever we come up with something, it's always God inspired. God always, you know, God conjures up things that don't exist to us and then they come to exist. The devil has to try to copy God. So the Committee of 300, their military power comes from mainly NATO, NATO, okay, and the United Nations. Mostly, most of that power comes from where? The United States, right? And the United Nations is even, I, I believe, set in New York City. And so, Notice that the number three, the number three has been very important in history. Obviously, you have the and it's it's important because of God. The number three is important because God is the Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, uh, the Godhead three in one, Father, Spirit, Son, the, the, the Lion and the Lamb, the beginning and the end. That is our God. That is who we worship. Jesus Christ is God. That's that's our God. Now, the enemy, they have Satan on their side. That's that's their God. Then they openly worship Satan, right? And so we talked about their military power. Now their financial power comes from where? The Bank of London, the central bankers in the city of London. That's their financial power. Countries around the world will borrow money from their own central banks, which all all the financial banks are tied together. Okay, they're all underneath the central bank, the Western Central Bank in London, the big bankers. Okay, they're I, one of the Rothschilds. I forget his name. But I quoted it in uh, an episode I said I had a while ago, and he said that give me control of a country's money or give me control of a country's wealth, and I care not who makes its loss. That is absolutely um, correct, 100%. A, one of the Rothschilds said that quote, and that's totally correct, uh, Okay, because you can make all these laws all you want, but if I control your money, you pretty much have to bend your knee to me. And so now we have the military and we have the money. Okay, so we know where our, our military powers come from for the enemy. The enemy. We're talking about the enemy here. We know where the military powers coming from because they have militaries from you know it's NATO, it's the United Nations. Militaries are coalitions of militaries will get together and do certain things like the United States has done regime changes all over the world. We can get to that in a little bit. But 
So we have the military, we have financial. Next, you have the religious system, okay? Now, in the religious part, this comes, what you get in this part is that you get the, the Roman Catholic Church. Look at the Vatican. Stuff has been going on in the Vatican, the, the pedophilia and all that stuff like that. We know that these people in Hollywood, these famous, a lot, most of these famous rich people, these politicians, these people who run the world, okay, these rich and famous people, right, a lot of them, a lot, not all, are engaged in satanic, devil-worshipping, child sacrifice, human trafficking practices. A lot of them, okay? A lot of them are engaged in that. And so this system has been in place for a very, very, very long time because even in the Bible, they call Satan. Satan is described as the god of this earth. He's described that, okay? Obviously, Jesus Christ is the lord of heaven and earth, Okay, that's the thing. Satan can be described as the God of the earth, but Jesus Christ, our Lord, is the Lord of heaven and earth and the Lord of, of, of the universe. Okay, so they can have Satan. We got God. I like I like I like our I like our commander better. Okay, but that's 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 a little bit beside the point. And so what we've seen throughout history is that we've seen throughout history that God has sent. You can look in the Bible for this. God has sent time and time again people to free the captives people who are enslaved people who are in in bondage god has time and time again when people have repented and turned from their ways god has sent someone to free them the best example of this that i can give you is to read the book of judges obviously there are more examples of this in the bible but the book of judges is one of the best examples for this. Another example is the Passover. How in the Passover, the Israelites put the blood of the lamb on their door. Now, the blood of a lamb, excuse me, the blood of a lamb on their door. And uh, they were protected from the Passover. You know, the Passover spirit and everything like that. That was taking Egypt's firstborn sons, right? Because Pharaoh wouldn't let God's people go, right? And so they put the blood of the lamb. Obviously, that lamb that they used in the Old Testament in Exodus it is it is indicative and it is foreshadows the coming of Christ to cleanse of to to die for us and cleanse us cleanse the world of their sins so that we may have a chance to live with God and have eternal life right so we know God has sent somebody to free his people all the time well america in America, we always say this is this is God's country. This is God's country. We're doing God's work here. And I agree with that. This is God's country. God has set up the United States. I believe God set up the United States to be the city on the hill. And obviously, the United States is not perfect. The United States has had problems. The world has had problems. Okay, It's not perfect. It's not a perfect system. And I always tell people that the law that our first Congress set up in, I believe, in 1780, 1780s, around there, the first form of government that was set up it was not meant to be evil, okay? Now, what happens is that you get evil people who get into those systems of power, become form coalitions, and create laws and stuff, and then uh, govern unjustly. That's what I tell people, okay? I, I tell them that it was pe evil people got into power and started to govern unjustly, or good people got into power and became uh, corrupted because, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil, uh, according to the Bible, okay? Not money. The love of money is the root of all evil, and I firmly, firmly believe that. And one thing you notice is that, you know, currency is a man-made thing. Um, 
in the in the book of Genesis, there was Cain and Abel. I I mean Adam and Eve. There was no mention of Kurds having to buy things in you know at that time. You know, at you know we have the first couple human beings. Obviously, they're not they're not buying something for twenty two dollars. Obviously not, right? And so. Pretty much you have this system set in place, this evil system where these people are, are ruling the world and they have for a long time. And the United States has been been a huge part of that. The United States, obviously, the regime change wars and things like that. Um, you've heard it throughout my podcast. The regime change wars. Um, the United States will support coalitions or uh, terrorist groups or cells or cults in certain countries and help them and arm and supply them to help overthrow a country's leader or a country's government, a country's military to install a United States puppet in there to make them do what the United States wants them to do. But we know that Congress and the president uh, all work for the foreign power. They all work for the foreign power. Okay, They work for the United States Corporation. They don't work for you. Okay, And they've been doing this stuff for a long time where they've been funding wars on both sides. Like Just like the, the war in Ukraine. We're going to get to that in a little bit. The war in Ukraine, um, they are funding both sides. But there's a twist to that, right? And so you have these people funding the wars on both sides, controlling the money, the banks, you know, um, the food you eat, every pretty much every aspect of your life is pretty much controlled. You're watched at all times. We know about the NSA, the National Security Agency, that has access to all your electronic communications and everything, okay? And so what happened was, yeah, JFK, President JFK, he was the first president or the first person to really look at this global cabal, this global committee of 300. He's the first person to really challenge them, challenging the Catholics, the Jesuits, um, the Khazarian mafia. He's the first president to challenge them, the CIA, the FBI. And he told them, I'm coming for you. JFK said he's he, he said, JFK said, I'm coming for you. You better get ready because I'm coming to destroy your system, to destroy your banks, your military power, and just destroy your uh, evil religious. I'm coming to take everything down. Okay, so you better get ready. Unfortunately, they were ready. Obviously, we know he was assassinated. And after JFK was assassinated, you had people come together and say, hey, this needs to be fixed. Because we have this evil system in place where they pretty much operate with impunity. They do whatever they want. They kill who they want. They send our sons and daughters off to war to die. They are enslaving humanity. They're technocrats, okay? They're using technology to enslave humanity. There's technology that is completed and in use that the most of humanity doesn't even have access to. There are things that we have done that humanity just has no, just no idea, okay? So, and a lot of these people that got together were military generals from around the world, okay? Because we know this global cabal is not, obviously, the name, the global cabal. That's not their name, but that's the name I'm giving them, the global cabal, the Committee of 300. Obviously, they need to be stopped. So how do we stop them? Well, the only way to stop them, whoever, people will say, well, I'll get to that in a second. I'm sorry, I'll get to that in a second. But... They need to be stopped. They need to be brought down. This global cabal, pedophilia, sex trafficking, Satan, satanic worshiping, anti-human, transhumanist agenda needs to be stopped. How do we do that? Well, we know that, you know, 
people say, who, who's ruling the country? Oh, well, the president of the United States rules the country. He's in power. He rules the country. He makes the rules. He's the boss. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Who really, who, you know who really runs the country? Whoever has the guns. That's who runs the country. Whoever has the guns runs the country. The military. If a military comes, if, if a country like Burma, look at Burma a couple years ago. I, I believe it's 2021. I think 2021 in Burma, right? And so if you look at Burma, their military said, basically their military said, hey, since you guys, we can't trust you guys to have free, fair, and honest elections. So guess what? We're taking over and we're going to be here in power until you guys can get your stuff together. And the military... <laughs> You know, they're pointing guns at you. Obviously, you can say, hey, I'm Congress or you can say, hey, I'm the Supreme Court justice or something like that. You can say that. You can say, hey, I'm the president. But if something somebody has a gun to the back of your head, it doesn't matter at that point. Whoever has the guns makes the rules. Okay, so if the American military literally ran into our streets with tanks, there's nothing we could do about that. Okay. Nothing you do about that because whoever they they can, the the American military or the military of a country can go and trap members of Congress, okay, members of Parliament, okay, prime ministers, presidents. They can Supreme Court judges, judges, just it doesn't matter who you are, mayors, governors, whoever has the guns really runs the show, okay. That's who really runs the show. And the thing is that we just the thing is that the people with guns. Because obviously, you know, you, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say I'm going to do something, but you know where I work, you know what, I, you know, you don't know where I work, but you know, you know what I do for a living. I'm not saying that we're going to do something, but whoever really has the guns runs the show. It's just that we let the we let the politicians who sit in their little office, you know, we let them because you know they they were elected by the people by the the population to, um, to lead and guide them, but. The people with guns, you know, it's like we're here to protect you. And if something goes wrong and you people can't get stuff done, we're going to take over and we're going to be the ones to make that decision. You know, um, that's that's how I view things. It's like as a police officer, I, I work as a police officer. And the thing is that people call the 99 percent of the time or I say 95% of the time, 95% of the time, people call the police when they've lost control. People call the police when they need somebody else to come in there and take control. That's what they do, right? So this global cabal needs to be taken down. The military, the military generals gather together, right? And they created their own coalition. Because one thing you got to realize about the world right now, that's one thing, that's one thing people, one thing people don't realize, and I didn't realize it until I did my research on it, is that you can't really go by not, not even really. You, you at all. You can't go by the, which country is this, which country is that, because what you have right, right now, the world is in factions right now. We're in factions. You, you can't really say the Russian government's doing this, or the Chinese government's doing this, or the Chinese military. You can't really say it because we're, the world is set up into coalitions right now. Okay, it's not really country versus country. It's good versus evil, right? You have good and evil in every country, and you have people fighting the deep state per se of every country you know you have people like like donald trump okay look at donald trump and here's the thing here's here's one of the things i'll say about him is that a lot of people don't really didn't really realize what was going on with his presidency okay so to make a long term long term story story short um we pretty much talked about the military already right and so you have to have the military generals and it's it's a worldwide you know you have people around the world right and so what the Trump presidency really was 
it was a de facto military presidency set up to help us get rid of this global cabal. I know it may sound totally and utterly far-fetched to some people who are new to this, but I would implore you to go and look at Donald Trump's United Nations speeches, okay? Because in the United Nations, he's addressing the world. He's addressing the world leaders. He's addressing the people who control the world leaders because a lot of these world leaders are part of the Committee of 300. Queen Elizabeth II was the head of the Committee of 300, okay? The President of the United States is part of the Committee of 300, okay? They become part of the Committee of 300. Joe Biden is part of the Committee of 300, being the President of the United States. Well, or... I'll hold off on that. But past, like Barack Obama has been part of the Committee of 300. George Bush, people like that. Okay? And so one of the things that you saw, you know, you want to know who it is. Look at Bush 41. Look at his funeral. Okay? Obviously, you have his funeral. You have the, the Obamas, the Clintons, you know, the Bushes there. The Bidens are there. Pretty much the political dynasties are, the political dynasties are there. The Obamas, the Bushes, the Clintons. Um, yeah. The Obamas, Bushes, Clintons, right? They're all there. The families are the Bidens. They're all the the political dynasties. And you notice that Donald Trump and his wife walk in last. Um, obviously, you know, being the president and everything, you kind of make that, you know, kind of. But he didn't. He didn't really come in with everybody and everything. He sat away from it. I mean, he sat down with whoever he was supposed to sit with, shook hands, did the niceties, smiled. But later, you can look this up on YouTube. When uh, Hillary, Joe Biden, Obama, Jeb Bush, and them, and you know they were getting letters. They were getting these letters that were passed around. And even Jeb Bush had a a, a sorrowful look on his face when he was looking at these letters. Looking these letters, looking at these letters, and these people were Hillary. Hillary Clinton had a straight face. Some people, Obama had a straight face. You know, Obama and Michelle have mastered the poker face. They're masters. Okay, give them that. Okay, if I if I if I say Obama's good at one thing, it, he's good at manipulating people and and the poker face. Okay, he's good at he's good at speaking. He's a good speaker. Okay, because he he is a wordsmith. He truly truly is. Now, I have heard theories about these letters. I've heard theories about how George Bush forty one said, "Hey, they know everything. The alliance, the military alliance that's coming after us. They know everything. They know everything we've done." And I'm sorry. That's that's one of the things that I've heard um, being put on those letters, and him saying, "Hey, I'm sorry that they know everything. They know everything that we've been doing." Because, and how would Trump and them know everything that past presidents have been doing? Well, look at executive privilege and uh, things like military workings. Congress doesn't have access to that. The courts don't have access to that. Okay, the only the only person who has access to the, to, to the military. In government, in terms of running the military, President of the United States. President of the United States, his power comes from the military. He's the head of the military. He's, he's pretty much the head, he's the head of the military. Okay, And so pretty much that would mean that the President of the United States, it's his job to protect the country and root out corruption. And so when you're rooting out corruption, you look for it in places where past presidents and past members of government have done things. And so when you get into the office of president, you can look at every single thing that the past administrations have been doing, okay? And so I tell people, do you really think that Donald Trump got up in that Oval Office for four whole years and didn't do a thing about this corruption? This guy, Donald Trump, 
He used to be part of their system. I've said this before on past up. He used to be part of the system. He's one of the. He's one of them. Okay. He used to be a Democrat. I don't know what changed in his heart. I think I, I think God changed his heart, but I don't know what changed in his heart. But the more I've researched, the more I mean, Trump is just Trump is just a means to an end. Okay. Um, yes, what his his political strategy and everything. It's important to save our country and everything like that. Because what have the elites in our country done? Okay, because this is not Democrat versus Republican. I know there are going to be some people here who say they hate Trump and everything like that. That's fine. You don't have to like him. Okay, that's fine. But here's the thing: what has what made them they? When they say they, they say oh they don't want you to know about that. When they say they, that means the, the committee of three hundred, those people who run the world. Now, what was Trump doing to make them so angry? Obviously, you know, he used to be part of them. He knew their inner workings. He's, you know, Hillary Clinton went to his wedding. He's been to their weddings there. You know, he's been, he was he used to give money to their political campaigns 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, he, used, he even told Chuck Schumer, hey, you know, you used to love me when I used to give you money. Um, but what changed? Well, um, I believe God changed his heart. Because the thing is that we are, we can't choose who God chooses, okay, in terms of, Who's God? Who God is going to use? Um, Donald Trump is is like Bruce. He's basically Bruce Wayne. Okay, the Playboy billionaire and everything. Yeah, he's married now, but the Playboy billionaire, Batman guy. He's pretty much. He's pretty. Donald Trump basically. He's basically Bruce Wayne. Okay. Um. So the thing is that what has he been doing to make them so mad? Well, the elites of our country have. What you've been seeing is the slow, managed decline of the United States in our country. So elites around the world need to bring the United States down to the level of other countries on the planet. United States, you know, obviously number one world power, military, financially, all that stuff, right? And so they needed to bring the United States down to the level of everybody else so that they could corral uh, the people of the world. Because obviously we know about the Antichrist and one world government. It was on, go listen to episode 126 where I talked about the most, Pastor John Haji. Go ahead and listen to that again if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard that one. We know about the Antichrist and the one world government. Okay. And so they need to bring the United States down to the level of everybody else to uh, control them. You know, obviously being jobless. You know, if you, if you take people's jobs away, you take their money away. Obviously, you know, the social credit system that's in China, that's part of it. Okay, it could be implemented here in the United States too. Um, jobless, the COVID pandemic was part of their agenda 21 to usher in the one more government with the Antichrist leading the system, right? And so bad trade deals from the United States really get us in a hole. They cost the taxpayer money. Um, they cost our businesses money. Uh, jobs will move overseas and things like that. And it'll cost us our sovereignty with the border and everything like that. And our country being invaded by uh, uh, foreign emissaries. Um, because there are terrorists that can come to that border. Who says a terrorist can't come from Somalia? Because Somalia has a lot of uh, Somalia has a lot of terrorists and pirates. I know they don't want to. They they. They don't want you, the committee of 300 doesn't want you to know. The Somalians have uh, a lot of problems, okay? A lot of pirates, a lot of piracy, uh, a, lot of, a lot of violence. And Barack Obama even uh, uh, imported a couple hundred, a couple, like tens of thousands of them in, in certain areas of the country, places like Kentucky, Virginia, that are being built up for them, right? Um, and the thing is that the United States is being invaded. So what did Donald Trump do? Donald Trump pretty much did the opposite of what the global cabal was doing. Pretty much bringing jobs back to America, um, raising wages and things like that, trying to help raise wages, trying to you know build a border wall, 
um, trying to give people jobs, things like that. You know, when you when you do that, you strengthen the country, you strengthen moral and family views. Because the United States has been attacked from so many different areas um, over the last hundred years. Uh, I talked about uh, Cyrus Parsa and the AI organization, how, what they're doing with our phones and things like that. If you haven't heard that, uh, go listen to my series when AI first met you. That is. Uh, that's that. Those are part of my episodes that are down there uh, in, in my episode list. So you can go ahead and listen to that if that's something that you're interested in. And so that's what Trump was doing pretty much. He was going around the world making peace because that's the thing. The global cabal, they want wars. They fund both sides of the war to make money off of that war. And the oil companies will make money. And they send your sons and daughters off to war to die. Okay. So that they can make a quick buck. And the thing is that you would think that somebody who has so much money, so much power, so much influence – wouldn't care what some guy is doing in his own apartment uh, by himself making a podcast episode. You know, people like you who are just going to work every day and just you just want to feed your family, support your family and go to work and, you know, and, and try to have a nice life. But these people don't want you to do that. They want you to become slaves and they want everybody to become. That's why they've been messing with our money in terms of the. Uh, Federal Reserve, because when they mess with your money, it's worth less. Your purchasing power becomes less and less and less and less. The more they print that money, and soon your purchasing power will become uh, worthless. If you look at the 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 Weimar Weimar Republic or Weimar Republic in Germany, their money became very very worthless. People had to people had to burn their money to even stay warm. People had to pay like one million dollars for like a loaf of bread, and it was so worthless. Okay, people were st- look at look at uh. Countries like, like Venezuela right now, you can look at videos of their inflation, their hyperinflation. They have $1 million Brazilian dollars that, that – they have $1 million Brazilian dollar bills that are worth essentially nothing. Okay, And that's something – the hyperinflation, it, I believe that's going to happen in the United States. Okay, Because the thing is that we can't be free if this financial system is in place with this – um, the central bank and everything and all the all the banks being connected to the central bank and we can't survive like this because it'll get to a point where if you say something if you say if you say a no no word they're going to start taking your money siphoning your money look at PayPal PayPal's already started to do that okay obviously me I'm, I don't really get on social media um and I don't really say anything on social media I get on Reddit but that's really it I do get on Reddit to do research among other things but I get on Reddit sometimes to look at funny videos but I don't really get on Instagram Snapchat you know, Facebook. I don't get on that stuff. Um, my life has become so much better after getting rid of it. But we know that social media has been used as a form to control people. Okay, that's the thing. You are being attacked by so many things at once. Okay, there's a war for your mind. Okay, but a lot of people are just not engaged in this. But it's okay. We're gonna get people engaged. Okay, because people are gonna see. The thing is that in order for us to fix this country, people have to be willing to change. And the only way to get people to be willing to change is if they suffer, unfortunately. Um, why can I say that? I can say that because the book of Judges shows us that. The book of Judges shows us that people turn away from God, crying about, you know, turn away. They say, oh, God, I don't need you right now. I don't need you. Just, you know, whatever. And they do. They go their own way and they get into a pickle. They get into trouble. And then they say, oh, God, why weren't you here? Why didn't you help me? And all that stuff. Well, it's like you forgot about God, you know. And so the only way for our country to, I mean, I think God's going to, God's going to help us. God's, I think God's already given us a victory. It's just that we got to get through it. We keep fighting. Okay. Um, we just got to go and claim blessing. The, the, we have to go claim blessing and inheritance, inheritance that God has already um, given us. Okay. 
So we need to get people engaged. And how do we get people engaged? We get people engaged like this, doing the podcast and things like that. So let me get back to more of this information here. So obviously, um, I believe that Donald Trump did win the 2020 election um, because of the technology that we have to flip elections and things like that. Um, I have heard that Barack Obama took the hammer which was the hammer was originally supposed to help us keep terrorists at the United States. Um, the hammer and scorecard, hammer, uh, scorecard, ham, excuse me, the hammer and scorecard, hammer and scorecard. That's a supercomputer, right? It was it was used to keep terrorists out of the country, um, but I have heard that Barack Obama actually used it to flip Florida in 2012, among other places. Um, General McInerney of the United States Air Force, who a former co-worker of mine worked under because he's a former Air Force guy. Um, he's a former airman. Um, General McInerney of the United States Air Force said that Obama used the hammer and scorecard to flip the election in 2012. Now, I'm not saying that I would want Romney either because Romney's, Romney's a white Obama. Okay, Romney would have been, Romney would have been the same way as Obama. It had just, the wars would have just been more... Um, just in your face, okay? Because Obama did stuff like, you know, using the IRS to target political opponents, uh, bombing women and children in, in Middle Eastern countries. Obama was bombing the mess out of people. Obama, they used to call Obama the, the deporter in chief, okay? And so the thing is that, yeah, you had Trump doing all these things for four years. Obviously, you know, he's using the Space Force to look at these elections. Um, the Space Force deals in cybersecurity, using the NSA, using national intelligence to look at these things. So it's like to say he doesn't have, to say that there is no influence from him on these things and, say, and to say that he did nothing about these this corruption would be uh, very, very uh, far-fetched. And I, I think that you'd be out of your mind to suggest something like that, okay? Because remember in September of 2018, he made the executive order um, it said some roughly the executive order in case of foreign interference in the elections. Okay, come on. Um, look at like when we, I talked about uh, the Leonardo satellites in Italy, how they were used to flip votes. Uh, they were sending our votes off offshore, flipping them and sending them back. Are some of our some of our votes been sent to places like you know uh, Italy? Our, our votes been sent a lot of places overseas, nodes in in Europe. Okay, there are nodes in Europe, uh, server nodes that I heard about the, the United States military fighting over places like Spain, places like Germany. You know, there are nodes that United States like the election servers and things like that. Um, I heard that when during Trump's lame, lame duck session, um, in terms, what that means is that his pretty much after the election to the installation of Joe Biden. Um, during Trump's lame duck period, what you saw was I saw the United States military globe trot, basically globe trotting. Okay, they were you saw blackouts all over the world. Okay, places like Pakistan, and the United States military would be in those places. You're like, what in the world's going on? What in the world? What what in the world is Trump doing with the with the American military? Why is he globe trotting right now? So he from basically the after the election to January, late January. Um, he basically like November, December, January. He basically got three months, two and a half months to globetrot. I don't know the details of everything that's going on, but I heard about blackouts in places like Pakistan. Heard about blackouts in the Vatican. Okay, I heard that the Vatican Bank had been cleaned out. So this is some interesting stuff that's been going on. Okay, and so Trump 
leaving the White House, there's a purpose for that. What's the purpose for that? Okay, well, throughout Trump's four years, he told us what the enemy would do. Joe Biden, not really Joe Biden per se, because the enemy's more than just him. He's It's not Democrat versus Republican. So he, Trump had told us what they would do, what they, they, the Committee of 300, what they would do, right? And there's more groups than that, too. There's more groups. I'll, I'll get into it a little, you know, another episode or something. But Trump had to leave. Trump told us what the enemy would do for four years of his presidency, right? And so the United States and the majority of its citizens need to see the truth. Not, not, not even just the United States. It's the people of the world because this is a worldwide operation. Okay, This is not just Trump and battling the establishment of Pelosi and Schumer and Joe Biden. It's not that. That's not that's not that's a small piece of it. Obviously, you know, you have Trump battling Pelosi and Schumer and them in America. In another country, you have a world leader battling their their Pelosi and their Schumer over there, too. It's it's a worldwide operation thing going here. And so Trump left office. Um Allowed Joe Biden to get in into office. Okay, they installed Joe Biden into the White House, right? Um, China did, because um, China, China partially, China was flipping votes as well, and Joe Biden's gotten money from China. And so the thing is that Trump told us what they're going to do. They installed Joe Biden, and pretty much everything that Trump told us that they were going to do, they've been doing it. Look at our gas. Look at the inflation. We're in a recession. Look at it. Okay. Everybody can see this. Everything. Everybody can see everything has been going down the drain. Okay. Everything that I said in 2021, it's come to fruition. Almost everything. <laughs> okay. Look at our gas. Look at look at the look at your groceries. Look at everything. Look at it. And your friends and family are like, your friends and family that voted for Joe Biden are like, what happened? Why are we such a mess right now? Why is every Why is our country in such a mess? Why the wars and everything like that? Why are we? The thing is that. You have to, how do you convince the people? You have to let them see it, okay? You have to let them see it, feel it, experience it. Experience it. Look at that gas. Look at the, you know, the, 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 the stuff for babies, baby formula. Baby formula is very, very expensive these days. And actually, it was on a, um, on a side note, uh, there's actually had a case where these, these people uh, went to Target and stole this, a bunch of baby formula. It's like, like, over a thousand dollars worth of baby. It's a, it, it was it was felony theft. Okay, it was felony theft, and we pretty much we pulled them over. At, you know, obviously all of us we pulled them over and everything. We did all of our stuff, and they had a bunch of baby formula, and they got arrested for that theft, right? <laughs> and it was funny because um, we were we when we stopped the van, uh, we were next to a um, an auto shop. I'm not gonna say which one. And we were next to an auto shop. It's near one of the big roadways in uh, the jurisdiction where I work. And that roadway, uh, excuse me, not the roadway, but the, the auto shop was playing uh, uh, the bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do when we were doing our thing. That was, that was actually pretty funny. Um, but yeah, um, look, at, look, at the, look how expensive all this stuff is. Okay, people have to experience this stuff. Only then will people change. Okay, people are in things that a lot of your friends and family, they're going to start seeing their favorite celebrities and actors and athletes and politicians are going to start seeing who they truly, truly are. And we have been seeing that since uh, at least 2020 with the with the uh, the planned demic and everything like that. Because one thing is that one thing you notice before the pandemic is that people were so into celebrities lives and things like that. And celebrities lives just mattered. OK, now 
it got to a certain point where um, I remember Ellen DeGeneres posted on social media that she was in lockdown in her house and she was so sad. And the thing is that regular people stopped caring about these celebrities. We don't care about you. Why? Because Ellen DeGeneres, if she told me that she was locked down in her house and she was so sad, I'd tell her, Go to your go to your in your your in home movie theater that you have in your house. Okay, go you you live in a castle. Okay, go 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 play on your private golf course that you have. Okay, I look I I ain't broke, but I live in an apartment. Okay, I'm just a regular dude. She's not. She's not. A, she's not just an everyday person. Okay, rich and famous people like me and you. We're, most of us are just regular folks making a living. Okay, I live by myself in an apartment. All right, I'm 26. So your friends and family are going to start seeing this stuff, and they've already started seeing this stuff, and they've been like, what in the world's going on? What in the world's going on? And the thing is that a lot of patriots, a lot of people who love this country don't know what's going on either. And so we have to educate them because the thing is that a lot of times you have Donald Trump coming out and – well, he's not doing it anymore. But at one point, Trump was coming out and saying, hey, our country's in shambles. It's going it's going to, it's going to hell in a handbasket. Um, there's nothing we could, you know, he's saying stuff like, there's nothing we could do. We, 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 our country's going to be destroyed. And you're getting a lot of the conservatives who don't know what's really going on. They're getting up in arms and they're like, oh, we might have to grab our guns. And, you know, these teachers that are teaching our kids that America's bad and white people are the white people are the devil. We're going to have to drag these people out in the streets and execute these people ourselves. It was getting to that. It was getting to that point. Um, but Trump really, I feel like Trump calmed, calmed, uh, down the right wing mob really. Um, because honestly the left wing mob is, is terrible Antifa and everything. Um, but what am I, I, I'm more afraid of a right wing mob than a left wing mob. Honestly, uh, not because I'm a leftist shill of any sort, but because the right wingers usually got the guns, the conservatives usually got the guns. That's what they usually got the guns. The left wingers are usually the you know the the blue haired lesbian types and everything uh, that scream at you uh, just because you and say that you are a bad person because you have a gray hair and gray is near white. <laughs> you know, just stupid stuff like that. I'm just making stuff up as I go, but. The thing is that a lot of those people still think that they're a lot of people on the left and the right still think that it's Democrat versus Republican, but they're they couldn't be any more sorely mistaken than that. And I think that the Trump presidency showed people that it's not Democrat versus Republican. It hasn't been for a while. Um, it's it's all one party because the Republicans hated Trump and the Democrats hated Trump. So when the news media hates somebody, the news media does something wrong. The news media hates somebody and they and they bash somebody. I, I usually think to myself, what is this person doing correctly? Because we know that the mainstream media is, they're the mouthpiece of the global cabal, the Committee of 300. They, the news media, Fox and CNN, among others, are here to tell you, this is what you're supposed to think. We're smarter than you. We're better than you. We know more than you. We Just listen to us because we know the truth, but you don't. That's pretty much their attitude. Um, but you may say, hey, you know, but they're going against each other. And and that's the thing. That's what they do. They they give Fox and CNN give countering narratives to certain things. Some things they are together with, you know, certain things, you know, obviously, you know, I saw a joke that said Fox News is called the the the, the presidential race for the Democrat of Arizona, like the Democrat in Arizona for 2024. Uh, but we know that the news media is literally the is literally um the mouthpiece of the, the cabal. Um, 
Now you have there are some good journalists on TV and everything like that. Um, I think that Tucker Car- Tucker Carlson is a good journalist. I think he's a good journalist. Um, I think he's probably the best one, the best mainstream journalist on TV in terms of CNN, Fox. He's like the best one. Um, there are some other good ones, but I don't even watch the mainstream. I haven't watched mainstream news in in, in years. I haven't watched mainstream news since twenty twenty. I don't watch mainstream news. I know my parents watch the mainstream news, which is fine, and they know the stuff that I've been talking about. But uh, they're they're fine to watch. You know, you you kind of gotta watch some of that mainstream news stuff to know certain things that are going on. You kind of got to. But I'm talking about the big national Fox who's reporting on the president, and what that's that's another thing that's that's a problem in our society is because you have so many people that are focused on the president and what he's doing and how terrible he is that. Boom. You're not seeing what your governors or mayors are doing in your in your backyard. You know, they're like, oh, I hate Trump and Trump is terrible. He's turned the United States into a war zone. Um, and then you're like, well, look at your mayor. <laughs> look at the mayor of your city. Look at the governor of your state. Look at your assemblymen and women. Look at them. Look at your congressmen and women. Look, look what they're doing in your districts that are going to the U.S. House. Look at them. Look at your senators. But you're so busy, you're so busy focused on one man because the news tells you to hate one man that you've been focused on that. You haven't been focused on what's going on in your backyard. You're so focused on national politics that your backyard's a mess. But you want to clean up the country, but your backyard's a mess. You can't do that. You gotta clean up your own clean up your room. Clean up your own room before you tell somebody else how to do theirs. Okay? Just like on the plane, you put your mask like when the oxygen mask them, you put your oxygen mask on first, then you help somebody else. Okay? So you don't want to die. In the process of helping somebody else, because then they won't get help either if you die. It's just like being a police officer, it's like if 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 there's somebody, if there if there's an active shooter in a building or something like that. Obviously, I've never I've never been in this situation, but the theory goes, and officers who have been in this situation can attest to it. I haven't, but they can. If there's an active shooter in a building somewhere, and he has not, and the, and the, and the enemy has not been neutralized. I'm not going to sit here and administer medical aid to somebody who's laying on the ground dying until I stop the person who's killing people. Because if I go and render, render medical aid to somebody while their active shooter's still in the building, he can come and shoot me. He can come and finish them off. He can go kill other people. So what I need to do is have the fire department stage and go and take care of the threat. And then we can get to that stuff. Because as an officer, you're law first. You're, you're, you're enforcement first. Okay, and In a situation like that. So the thing is that, basically, in a nutshell, people got people just gotta people have to wake up, and I think people will wake up. That's the thing; people will wake up. There's, I, I don't doubt this. I, you're seeing people wake up more and more and more. People have been complaining about what's been going on, and I think that people are gonna get into a point uh, to a point where they really, really fret um, if they haven't already. But I think that our country will be fine. I would just say, hey. I would invest in gold, silver, cryptocurrency um, because our financial system, I think this financial system is going to go away in the next few years. Um, I don't see it lasting that long. That was part of their the enemy's great reset agenda, obviously. This is, these are things a lot of you know. It's part of the enemy's great, great reset agenda where they pretty much control you in every single way. And I think it's, I, thought, I always thought it was interesting how the past couple of years, no one believed us as conspiracy theorists. They call us conspiracy theorists. And no one believed us. And everything that we talked about came true. Okay? It's like, notice, uh, a lot of these people were banned off social media. When you silence a man, you're not disproving what he might say. 
you're only proving that you fear what he would say. You're, you're afraid of what they might say. That's the reason that you're banning them off all their platforms. Okay, go take a look at the people who are banned off social media. For, for, for they they get banned. For, a lot of them get banned for speaking the truth. A lot of these doctors and everything speaking the truth about COVID and these vaccines. We already know that. I'm not getting into that. I ain't doing it. Okay. Only thing I'll mention is that they use the lockdowns to try and uh, force you to stay in the house and um, force businesses, small businesses, to die. A lot of them did die. You know, I was I used to work parking enforcement for the city of Sacramento, and my coworker Dennis and I would go to a go to restaurants and we would hang out and go eat and everything on our break. Um, but a lot of those restaurants are just gone now. A lot of the, like there's a place called Taste of Thai in Sacramento. It was great. I loved it. My parents loved it. My sisters loved it. But they it was shut down because uh, I, I, I'm guessing that they just, they just, you know, either they moved or they just couldn't afford it anymore. You know, I hope that they didn't have to close down. I hope that they moved somewhere else and and do well, really, because they're they're a great restaurant. They have great food, great service, great people, and they deserve it. But that is uh, beside the point. I got about 10 minutes left. So since I have 10 minutes left. <clears throat> Let's go over to the to Eastern Europe. Let's talk about the war, Ukraine, Russia. Okay, because this is sort of it's not a new thing, but uh, I haven't really laid out a lot of I haven't laid out any stuff to you guys because I haven't been on the podcast when I wasn't on the podcast when it started. But we will lay it out now. I will give you the gist and overall gist of what is going on. And these are things I found out through research. Okay, so Russia, Ukraine. Okay. Keep 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 in the back of your mind that Trump is one of the people in this military alliance trying to take down this cabal. He's only one piece of many cogs in the wheel. Okay, he's only just just one. All right, he's not the he's not the main character. I don't think so. I don't. He ain't. The, I don't think he's the main character or, or anything in this. But the world goes as the United States goes. So the president of the United States is a very important position. But obviously, they're controlled by the Committee of Three Hundred. Um, but the war in Ukraine, okay, so remember when Donald Trump was in office and he was saying, let's look at Ukraine, let's look at Ukraine, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Burisma, laptop, GPS fusion, all of that, that whole prosecutor, uh, you know, Ukrainian prosecutor, you know, the billion dollars, the Joe Biden deal, you know, don't investigate my son or you won't get the billion dollars. I'm going to withhold a billion dollars, um, until you fire the prosecutor. Because I don't want my son to be investigated. We're trying to get this money. Right? So Trump's saying, look at Joe Biden. Look at Joe Biden. He's their candidate. Look at Ukraine. His corruption in Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine. China, China, China. Among other places, right? And so he gets impeached for the phone call with uh, somebody from Ukraine. It's not a bad phone call. He can go look at it himself. He gets impeached for it. <coughs> Excuse me. He gets impeached for it. And then um, Joe Biden gets in the office and Joe Biden starts sending money to Ukraine, right? And the war in Ukraine happens. Russia invades Ukraine. And they, 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 the cabal commanded all of their stupid little slaves to say, to support Ukraine. They all want to support Ukraine, pray for Ukraine. When the mainstream media and the big national corporations are supporting Ukraine and telling you to support them, why you should report them, and who's the bad guy, it's the opposite. This is a psychological operation. This is the this is a psyop, folks. This is a psyop, but it's okay. We're gonna get. I'm 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 gonna get you through it, and you are going to understand it. 
That's the thing. I'm gonna get you away. I'm gonna get you through in a way that we can all understand this. Okay, because we've been we we've been in this psyop for a real real long time now. But it's okay. Cause you you're you're seeing I know you see through this. My listener right now, you see through this. That's why you're here. Because you want more of this content and you want to share this with other people because you see the truth. Okay? So obviously, um, support Ukraine is the thing that's going around right now, right? And all of a sudden, every young girl is, apparently every young white girl is just Ukrainian now. Apparently. Or a lot of these white women are Ukrainian now. Okay? Apparently, a lot of you haven't, weren't from, a lot of you weren't Ukrainian three years ago, but apparently now a lot of you are Ukrainian. There's more Ukrainian, there's apparently more Ukrainian people in the United States than I was aware. Apparently. Apparently. Okay, I don't believe it for one bit. People just want attention. Okay, there are Ukrainians here, but I feel like a lot of people who flaunted on social media or posted in their profile are doing it a lot of the times because they want attention. Not all, not all, not all, not all, because we generalize over here. I generalize, but I will admit that not everybody's like that. So general, I will generalize. Okay, generalizations. That's a generalization. Okay, I generalized. Now, Ukraine. Okay, obviously Joe Biden's like you know start sending money over to Ukraine and everything. Right. And then support Ukraine happens. Right. Russia invades. I actually I actually saw a Russian article. Um, I, I, I don't read Russian, but I got it translated into English. I, I don't remember. I apologize. It was it was months ago and I don't remember um, where the article is from. But I translated the article into English using Google. And it pretty much said on that article that Vladimir Putin found out that NATO was going to because remember, remember, NATO is under the UN, the United Nations, all those the global coal. NATO's part of it. United States, NATO, they're part of it. They're part of the evil, right? Um, I know this sounds this is gonna sound so far fetched to you. I know. And it was for me too. I had to grasp this. Um I I saw in that article that Putin saw Putin got intelligence that said that NATO was going to place a, a nuclear bomb uh, in Ukraine, right next to Russia, they're going to put a u- nuclear bomb right there because one of the things Russia does not want, Russia does not, Russia has been vehement about not wanting NATO on their doorstep. Russia has been very clear about that. They don't want NATO on their doorstep. So what do they have? What have they done in the past? Obviously, the satellite nations and things like that, and they're starting that. They're not really satellite nations. They're not really getting satellite nations again. But there are countries that are under. Uh, Russian influence because here's the thing obviously you have Vladimir Putin Vladimir Putin's fighting the people in his government too Vladimir Putin's been fighting there fighting the global cabal for 20 years okay he's been in power a long time he's been fighting his entire his entire career Xi Jinping as well all right so I'll, I'll get to those I'll get to Xi Jinping in a little bit but Vladimir Putin got it Vladimir Putin got I heard that Vladimir Putin when I saw this article Vladimir Putin got intel that NATO was going to put a nuclear bomb in Ukraine and so that Russia to keep NATO out of Ukraine from being able to place the nuclear bomb there Russia attacks I think that's the correct course of action because here's the thing if I'm the leader of a country if say I'm the president of the United States and 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 Cuba is about to put missiles in Mexico or somebody is going to put Iran's putting missiles in Mexico, a nuclear bomb in Mexico. Well, guess what? Guess where my military is going to be? We're going to be up in Mexico to make sure you don't even get it in there. Okay? So Putin invades uh, Ukraine. Uh, the media the media just denigrates him. They just totally and utterly smear and slander this man. Even libel 
is happening in these publications, okay? Because media saying he's bad, he's bad, he's bad. Remember, 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 the media said Trump conspired with Putin. So Trump and Putin are, you know, they're working together. I think they are working together. But I don't. But I think that the enemy we're facing, they, they, the enemy we're facing, literally does the same thing that the Nazis did. did. And what do I mean by that? What they did, what the Nazis did was the Nazis would blame their opposition for what they were doing. So if I'm over here murdering people in wars, I'm going to say, hey, my opponent's going to start wars and murder your sons and daughters. That's what they do. Okay. Anything that the media says, the politicians, it's usually the opposite. 99% of the time, it's the opposite. So if you go somewhere and you look something up, you look up a certain statement Snopes.com or factcheck.org will say no such and such and such and such and such all they'll give the whole sentence out. You'll say it's like this. It's like uh did it's like fact check. Did Trump save okay, it's like this. Okay, it's like if Trump goes into a, a to a burning building and saves a box of puppies, right? The media will say, Oh, that that's that's wrong because Trump actually went in there. Trump went in and saved a box of puppies and a raccoon. Like they'll say it's false. Like oh, it's false because he didn't save a box of puppies. He say he actually saved a box of puppies and raccoons. And the and raccoons part will be way far down in the article, like way somewhere where you can't even see it. Because one thing we know is that people read headlines. Okay, a lot of these people, a lot of your friends and family, they're gonna read headlines. They don't take the time to read anything that is short of a few cap a few uh, caption on a uh, a meme that's why a lot of times meme political memes are very it's like it's like it's like that's a war strategy okay political memes are like a war strategy if you make them uh you know a little bit edgy they're, they're a war strategy you can use against your friends and everything right um but yeah um russia invaded because you know the the, the nukes and stuff they didn't want the nukes near their country and everything and then uh, i believe ukraine wants to um join NATO. I believe Ukraine's trying to join NATO. And one thing I found out when I was researching Ukraine is that uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine is a lot, I mean, he's he's a pretty pretty bad dude. He's a pretty bad dude. And the Azov Battalion is part of the army. I don't know if it's the entire army of Ukraine or part of the army, but the Azov Battalion of Ukraine, A-Z-O-V, A-Z-O-B, it's either AZOB or AZOV. Azov. So one of those, right? So they're actually neo-Nazis. They're literally, they do the they do the Sieg Hail. The Sieg Hail is the Hail Hitler. Sieg Hail, that's what it's called. Sieg Hail. They do the Sieg Hail from Germany. They do that. There are pictures of them doing it. Pictures of them with their Ukraine flags and the Azov Battalion. They're neo-Nazis over there. So the United States is literally is literally arming, supporting neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Okay? Joe Biden and them are literally supporting neo-Nazis. They're supporting the neo-Nazis fighting against Putin. Didn't Putin fight Nazi Germany in... Not Putin. But didn't Russia fight Nazi Germany in World War II? Stal- the Battle of Stalingrad, I do believe. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do believe that they had... Russia had a problem with communists in 1917. January of 1917. Go, go read about 1917 in Russia. 1917 is a huge, it's a huge year for Russia. That's their communist revolution. But go read about that. And so Xi Jinping, um, actually, one second, sorry, I apologize. So yeah, you have uh, Russia doing the thing with um, Ukraine to keep NATO away from its borders. Um, Because uh, this is pretty much, what, what, what we have here is that in World War One and World War Two, 
you have what was called. I'm gonna go a little bit over an hour here because I'm gonna explain this to you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna show you um, what's going on real quick, and then I will end it. So World War One. Okay, what happened? Because we're we're looking at we're right now we're looking at World War Three. World War One. I. I don't think World War Three is going to happen. I think it's possible, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Right? Or if it does happen, I don't think it. I don't think it will involve nuclear weapons. I think it'll be a different type of warfare. Um, biological, chemical, um, things of that nature. I don't think it'll be nukes, um, but nukes could fly. I honestly believe a nuke could fly. I don't think it will, but I honestly believe, you know, a nuke could fly from some far off country. I don't know, somewhere, Iran, somebody. I don't know. Okay. Because we know that the United States, the United States, okay. Because when Donald Trump left office, Donald Trump took the nuclear, the nuclear football with him. Donald Trump took the nuclear, we know this, but Trump took the nuclear football with him, showing that only only the president of the United States has the nuclear codes. Joe Biden, Trump left, quote, quote, left office with the nuclear codes. And you're at noon, you're not supposed to be the president anymore. Guy leaves with nuclear codes in a military plane. Come on. Come on. Come on. Joe Biden goes to the inauguration, but has to take a private plane doesn't even take a military jet in the military. This is the first time that a president-elect has never taken a military plane. <laughs> Tell me who the president is, okay? Because Joe Biden doesn't have the nuclear codes, okay? He didn't take a military plane. I've never seen him on a military plane. Never, you know, I haven't seen it. Obviously, he fell up his steps and everything like that. Um, I don't know. I haven't. Seen, I think that they. I think they, they. I think they made a replica. Why do I think that? Because guess what? There's a replica of the White House in Alabama made by Tyler Perry. And that it's not an entire replica. Like the like the like the entire thing is not the rep it's not the full replica. Um, the interior is a little bit different, but it has entire it has replicas of like the Oval Office, the West Wing, things like that. A lot of the iconic White House rooms you know are uh, replicated in that White House in Alabama. And I do believe that's where Joe Biden has been filming his White House sets. Because remember on the news, it even came out that Joe Biden was on a White House set. It's right, this stuff is right here in front of our faces, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden is not in the White House. I'm telling you right now. Um, people who live in Washington, D.C., you can look this up on YouTube. People have been saying that the White House lights have been going off at night, even though they're supposed to be on 24-7. I've heard that nobody is in Washington, D.C., I've heard nobody's in Washington in terms of like, not citizens, but in terms of at the Capitol. I've heard that nobody's in Washington, D.C., right? And so breaking off from that, let me go and we're going to, so what, what I'm about to do right now before I end, I'm, I'm going to, we're going to look at World War I, we're going to look at World War II, and then we're going to look at where we are today. Just really quick, real quick here, okay? It shouldn't take more than five minutes. So an hour, I should end at about an hour 10 or earlier. So about an hour three. So World War I, obviously you had... The assassination of Archduke Ferdinand, and there is an area in there in Croatia, Serbia, in the Balkan states that, you know, obviously they've had tension. It also started as a debate over a certain stretch of land in the Balkan area near Germany, near Belarus, in that general area, Eastern Europe. That's where that's it's a debate over land and countries and groups of people started to not like each other. Then it traveled up the chain. As you know, politi- it gets political. And then now you have countries signing treaties like oh if you like it's like a 
Germany signs a, an agreement with, I believe, Serbia, because I believe Serbia and the Croatians didn't like each other, and then the Croatians had friends, and then Serbians signed a treaty with the Germans. I believe it was Serbia, but they signed a treaty with the Germans, and then you know there an attack happened, and then Germany attacks who attacked them. Wait, Germany Germany attack would attack who attacked their allies, and then the allies of Croatia would attack Germany, and then the allies of Germany would attack Croatia, and then, and then that's how it starts. So pretty much, if they attack you, I'll help. If you get attacked, I'll help. If I get attacked, you'll help. That's pretty much how World War One started. Assassinated Archduke Ferdinand, um, him and his wife. That's actually a, it's actually a tragic story. Him and his wife. Um, you can actually read about that. I don't want to go on a tangent here, but World War One is very very interesting to me. Uh, World War Two even more so. Um, World War Two obviously yeah Germany uh, Germany Italy Japan the Axis powers World War Two jig J I G jig. Japan, Italy, Germany. Okay, jig, right? And we know how that went down. Obviously, everyone's drawing lines in the sand. Uh, you know, Germany feels like they're oppressed. Um, they feel like they've been stomped, beaten down. Because after World War One, the Allies split Germany up. Said we're all going to take controls of different parts. The Ottoman Empire in Turkey was totally destroyed, split apart. Uh, a lot of those Muslim folks were totally disenfranchised from that country, right? Um, sort of a Muslim diaspora in a way. Sort of in a way. Um, so you draw lines in the sand, Germany, uh, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United States, the USSR, uh, Great Britain, among others like France, Spain, you know. But actually Spain was actually a, a proxy ground for World War II. Um, so then World War III. Here we are today, World War III. So like I said before, the world is is basically in coalitions right now. The world's in coalitions, and it has been for at least the past 20, at least since the turn of the, turn of the century. Um, so obviously, you know, you'll hear stuff like on the news, you might hear stuff like the Kurds and, uh, you know, things like that, like the Kurds and other, uh, Hamas and other groups and cells and things like that. Like some terrorist groups you'll hear about some good for, you know, some good groups you hear about. So the world is basically divided into things like that. So obviously, you know, you have Mer you know, you have like America, Trump, Putin, Russia, China, Xi Jinping, not, but not entirely though. Obviously, you know, you have coalitions within every country, you know, that help each other out. You know, you might have a coalition in America that helps out somebody in Russia, or you might have a coalition of the enemy who is in the, you know, in Washington that speaks to their allies in Brussels, right? And so the world's split up in uh, factions, pretty much the alliance, their faction as well, you know. You have factions all around the world who are pretty much vying for control of the planet. And the factions pretty much... There's a lot of factions. There's a lot of secret societies and things like that. And a lot of secret underworkings. But uh, we've seen uh, Russia, Italy... Not Italy, excuse me. Russia, Iran, China, North Korea. Um, China, North Korea, and Iran signed a deal that said that we were, we're going to help out Russia if they get attacked or something like that. Um, so you have that. You have them drawing their lines in the sand. And then you have the United States and NATO, um, Ukraine, Great Britain, France, Italy, Spain. So you pretty much have basically a new Warsaw Pact in Russia, China, um, Iran, North Korea. It's basically a new Warsaw Pact. And you have NATO. NATO's been in place for quite a while. And so pretty much the lines are being drawn in the sand right now. Um, people are counting heads. You have people saying, oh, we're going to go and defend so-and-so if they need help. And NATO's 
the United States has put 40,000 troops in Ukraine. I believe they have more troops somewhere else. Um, they've put troops on the border. Um, excuse me, in Poland. Excuse me, Poland. You have troops in Poland because you have Belarus and Poland, which are next to one another. And Belarus is, yeah, Belarus, Ukraine, and Poland, which are right there. And right behind Ukraine and Belarus is Russia. Right? And so, obviously, Russia has, you know, Russia sort of does their pseudo satellite thing. They have influences in Ukraine and things like that. And um, what's in Ukraine is the Khazarian Mafia. And I will talk about the Khazarian Mafia the next time I get on here because that's pretty much where this goes. The reason we're in Ukraine right now. Is the reason everything's happening in Ukraine? That's where the Khazarian Mafia is most prevalent. That's that's their main base of operations somewhere in um, Ukraine. The Khazarian Mafia. I will talk about them next time I hop on the podcast, um, but because they are very important, they are the Khazarian Mafia is probably the most influential and important part of the global cabal that controls everything. So uh, yeah, so what you have is that like Belarus is putting troops on the border. Uh, on the border with Poland, Russia's putting troops there. Iran, China, all putting troops there. I've heard. I think that um, I, I I received intel that uh, Russia, Iran, China, North Korea, they have 1.5 million troops on the border in Belarus, ready. Okay, ready. Ukraine, Poland, Bel- they have all their troops in that area. They're they're ready, right? And I heard that NATO. Has 140,000 troops in that area in Poland and stuff, and they they have more somewhere else. Okay, so uh, we're count right now. We're at the point in war where we're counting heads. Um, you know, this is like the last phase before people get to actually start uh, a, a kinetic war. Um, but yeah, so. I'm sorry that this episode if it seemed a little jumbled up listening to it in terms of me going back and forth between so many different things. I literally did not have anything written in front of me today. I literally just went out and told you this stuff from my memory uh, for the most part. Uh, yeah, so next time I hop back on here, I'm going to talk about the Kazarian Mafia uh, and some other stuff that relates to this topic. But I appreciate you all for listening. Thank you so much. I love you. Stay well. Stay safe. Uh, if you live in California, you know, we're going to have another storm. Uh, I think like three storms in a week and a half or two weeks. And that sounds to me like geothermal engineering and (laughs) that's what it sounds like to me um but yeah i appreciate it so much thank you so much for just listening to this uh me taking an hour of your time um so next time i hop back on here i'm gonna take another hour of your time and i'm gonna talk about the kazarian mafia among other things so thank you so much love you and i hope that you have a great rest of your day god bless you stay safe live in california stay dry stay well i'll see you later goodbye